there's like boob accenting tattoos now. Oh, yeah. You get yeah. like under the boob or like right. on the side. It's like, <laughs> hey, everybody, yeah. look over here. Doesn't somebody have Lucky You? Isn't that um, ScarJo? Like, doesn't she have like uh, that's hilarious. near her boob or something is like says Lucky You? Like, and it feels like a message yeah. to whatever guy gets <laughs> yeah. to like play with her boobs. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. This is the 14th episode, I believe, of Too Long Didn't Listen. Um, today we are joined by uh, the very funny Sarah Schaefer. Hello. And by we, I mean just me. It's just me and her. <laughs> the royal we. Yeah, we're just going to chat. Yeah. Um, uh, you know what? And this is just a trend in advertising in general right now that just drives me up the wall, is using viral memes and videos from like seven years ago i just mm. want what i just saw a commercial that is a new commercial that has keyboard cat in it yes and I i'm like that. are you really are we still banking on keyboard cat like there's so many great other keyboard uh animals <laughs> not to mention you know. like people that are what like you know young teenagers are probably like what is that yeah that's why i'm like <laughs> like move, like at least if you're gonna like you know, not be original and just steal ideas from the internet. <laughs> At least do something more recent. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, it's funny, though, because, you know, the pranks and just, like, memes and internet comedy in general is, like, as a comedian and as a stand-up, is it, like, do you find that to be sort of, like, helpful to comedy, that, like, there are more people that are fans of, like, funny things, or is it kind of, like, clouding up the atmosphere no I mean I think it's fine you know I actually there are some I can't remember what there was a commercial on recently like when there's a really funny commercial I appreciate it I'm like yeah I'll right. like say out loud like to whoever's around yeah. like that was a good one oh uh, that was like, I'll give it that that was a good commercial <laughs> um you know there definitely are some funny things out there but I just think humor in general is just a great way to communicate with people yeah. you know and to open up you know, your mind to listening totally, to yeah. whatever. So if you're trying to sell someone something, doing it with humor, I get it. Like, and I'm okay with, you know, that, but, um, I just get irritated with, and I've dealt with this in my career a little bit, um, since my MTV show was canceled, like, cause it was a talk show and, and I was doing like red carpety hosty type stuff. And so, I've been given opportunity, like, you know, I've been presented with opportunities that are like, come, we want someone who's sassy to come and like do red carpet wackiness with us, you know, and, and, and no, I'm not going to name names of like who these companies are that have offered me these things, but like, or whatever show it was for. And I'm like looking at the show and I'm like, you do not, they were like, we want comedy. And I'm like, you do not want comedy. You, you want you want quirky and like quirky. sassy, yeah. you know, you want, you know, like th as much as Ryan Seacrest is a comedian, like you, yeah. that's the level that you can handle. Like <laughs> on a scale of one to Ryan yeah. Seacrest, you know, yeah. and so I kind of, th it, it was, I had to say no to things in the beginning after that, because I, I've real I'm really trying hard to make sure that whatever next project I do is, is true to my comedy and my comedic right. voice and not just me shilling for, you know, or, you know, I can do that stuff. I'm like, there's nothing wrong with it. But like, if I have a platform now that I'm on, I would like to use it to try and like do something that's legitimately me yeah, and legitimate comedy. And, you know, cause what we did at MTV, it definitely was Nikki and I's like, you know, voice and what we wanted to do. But, um, it was definitely, 
honed for MTV's audience and MTV had a lot of opinions really, <laughs> about yeah. what we were doing. And we managed to still make a show that I was really proud of. But right. coming out of that, I'm like, I want to, you know, if I have, if I'm in the game now of create selling, pitching and selling a show, why don't I just go for it now? Why don't I go for something that's because I never thought I would get a, a talk show. Like that was like, that was whoa. Sort of a dream come true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, and now that I was like, well, what's my dream now? Like, let's really go for this. So now I'm really trying to do things that are, um, um, have a little more depth to them and are more, cause I'm, you know, if you come see me do stand up, it is nothing like the person I present. Oh, presented right. on MTV. That I mean, had this like glossy like MTV sort yeah, of Yeah, you know, I'm yeah. like, yeah. And and I remember somebody saying like, oh, I didn't, ex they saw my stand-up recently. They're like, I didn't expect you to be so blue. Like, Or they listened to my new album. Right. Which is why I'm here. Um, Hilarious, by the way. <laughs> thank you. They're listening to my, I got a comment on the internet. I was like, oh, I, I was surprised to hear that you're, that you, you know, that you work blue. Like, Who you know, says that anymore. I mean, it's and, just and they were like, yeah. I'm not criticizing. I liked it. Yeah. I just didn't expect that from you. And I'm like, yeah, because that's what stand up. Like, I can't yeah. do blue on TV. So unless you've seen me live, you know, like, yeah, that's I think that's the case for many comedians. But um, and like, yeah, I mean, like, it's just having that having the confidence to be like, this is me. This yeah. is like what my act is on stage. And yeah. then, yeah, like. I'll do other things that mm -hmm. are just about being, you know, funny and presentable. But mm -hmm. at the core, it's like that's your real your art. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the album is amazing. I actually was listening to it um, on the subway over here and like laughing really hard. Mm -hmm. And the people were looking at me, which is fun. <laughs> that's a, that happens to me a lot. That's an um, honor. I'm that was good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, I related to you on a couple of levels. Mm hmm. Um, first of all, the, you do this great track about your tattoo. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I don't know if you want to talk about that. Uh, it's about, I have a butterfly tramp stamp and I talk about like when I got it, I didn't know what the, I'd never heard the phrase tramp stamp. In my defense, guys, when I got the butterfly tramp stamp, I didn't know what that phrase was. I had never heard it before. It didn't exist yet. It was a long time ago, okay? It wasn't part of the vernacular. Back then, I didn't even know what a tramp was. I thought it was a dog that ate spaghetti. <laughs> I didn't realize that one day when I, like when people saw my tattoo, they were gonna be like, my liege, she has the mark of the whore. I must implore you to put two condoms on tonight. I only hook up with people with butlers, you know, like Batman stuff. When did that phrase come out? I, I think, think like... it was probably when I, after, like, to the early 2000s, like yeah. around 2000, 2002, uh, I definitely heard that term for the first time and was like, what? Like, and I think many mm -hmm. women yeah. were like, um, when they heard that that term they were just like devastated like you know the like, world just decided yeah like oh my god cool yeah and like it's called that like i didn't know that and um so anyway i uh yeah i talk about getting a second tattoo added to it to change it yeah to, <laughs> to make it less slutty and you know i go through some different examples and then what i ended up settling on and i actually got it is quotation marks around oh the that's butterfly. great yeah, you actually I, got I, it i got it yeah that's great quotation marks around the butterfly tramp stamp so now it's ironic that's amazing. So, um, well, so you have a tram stamp? No, I don't have a tram stamp, but when I was um, 15, mm -hmm. I used a fake ID to get my tongue pierced. Because uh. <laughs> everyone, in, like all the girls in my school were getting their belly buttons pierced. Mm -hmm. 
And I was like, I need to one-up these people. So I went for it. But then it wasn't until a few months later, I think actually my dad said this to me, was, I mean, they were not happy, but he was like, oh, that's for sex. <laughs> oh. I was like, you know, oh, what? Oh, wow, he knew exactly he how like, to turn oh, yeah, it off. Like, that's <laughs> like, you know, that means you're like, go down, you know, like go down on people. And I was just like, what? I, I didn't, I didn't realize that. Like I was yeah, just like, completely what? like, yeah. Cause that's why it was originally <laughs> like created, but yeah. So I did keep it in a little longer after that, but, uh, yeah, I just sort of related cause I was like, oh man, I'm just glad that I was able to be like, okay, mm-hmm. goodbye. Just take it yeah. off. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I feel like I never really wanted any kind of piercings. It just doesn't, it, it, I mean, I have ears pierced, but yeah. you know, I just never like was interested in that. It didn't matter to me, but I always wanted a tattoo and yeah. Um, and I mean, it's it's really small. Like I exaggerate on stage, like <laughs> that I have this disgusting huge butterfly yeah. thing, but it's a tiny little tattoo. But um, would you ever get another tattoo? Yeah, I'm actually thinking about getting one. Um, I'm not thinking. I'm decided I'm going to get it. I'm just too busy or and or lazy to like yeah. actually <laughs> ma- go follow through because I need to find someone who is top notch um right. with writing because i'm going to take um my mom when she used to send me cards and letters and stuff she would always sign it um xoxo and in her special you know in her yeah. handwriting you know oh, and so yeah. she passed away like 7 years ago so i want to get just the the xoxo like in her handwriting on my wrist oh, so i can so always sweet. just look at it and yeah. be like like she's with me. I know that's really sad. It's so but, sweet um, though. No, but so then you have like the funny tattoo with the funny story, yeah, and then you and have, then the I have sweet like a one real thing. Sentimental yeah. story. Yeah, I that's feel like the tattoos the now. Yeah, da- <laughs> tattoos now are so common. Like, yeah. I mean, they really are. Like, I've just noticed. Like on the red carpet, you'll see celebrities with their tattoos showing, right, and like yeah. I feel like like young, and I'm not talking like oh that's. Marilyn Manson's girlfriend, you know, like, I mean, that when I was growing up, that was like who had tattoos. Like, it really right. has changed. Like, now it's like young starlets who are like, you know, our classy ladies, you know, yeah. our, our upper class In are like, like yeah, they're showing off tattoos and like, you know, um, I, you know, no, they're not, they don't have, usually don't have like massive, you know, like neck tattoos or something, right, but like, yeah. You know, the one on the rib cage or like on the yeah. arm, you know, you see that that's so much more common now and accepted that it's just like it's not even a big deal. Oh, totally. Yeah. And then I love on, on the album you talk about um, like side boob and under boob. Mm-hmm. And then you just mentioned that I think that there's like boob accenting tattoos now. Oh, you get yeah. like under the boob or right. like on the side. It's like, <laughs> hey, everybody, yeah. look over here. Doesn't somebody have lucky you? Isn't that um, ScarJo? Like, doesn't she have like uh, that's hilarious near her boob or something is like says lucky you like and it feels like a message yeah. to whatever guy gets <laughs> yeah. to like play with her boobs <laughs> i love the tattoos that send mess like messages about mm-hmm. like when you're hooking up with someone yeah. that's hilarious yeah like an arrow pointing <laughs> down to your vagina i like, get yeah. down there <laughs> no, so such a, such a strange so choice so weird yeah it's it's the what your tattoo is of is what is to me the crazy. Like that yeah. reveals how crazy you are. True, true, true. Um, well, so you mentioned some of the blue material, and mm. I have to say, the funniest track mm. on the album is got to be the squirting splash track. mountain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> splash mountain. Please use it by its um, <laughs> proper title. Right, uh, and no. that is such a gross word, but yeah, it is. splash mountain kind of takes the mm-hmm. sting out of it. Mm-hmm. I guess. 
Now, the first time that I tried the vibrator, uh, it didn't go as I expected. I, I wasn't sure what to expect, but I definitely didn't expect this. So I get home, I'm so excited. I immediately drop trowel, put it on full blast, <laughs> placed it gently. And about 90 seconds later, no joke, it was like a water balloon popped between my legs. And I was like, did I just rupture something? I thought I needed emergency surgery. I was freaking out. I'm like, you know, got a hair dryer on the doormat. And I'm like, I go over to the computer, pants around my ankles, like Googling the symptoms. And then there was all this information. And I was like, wait a minute. put it in my butt. I have a huge bush. <laughs> but I can do this? <laughs> this is some next level porn star shit. What did it take for you to get that out in public? Um, well, it's interesting because I, when it first, uh, when I first discovered this talent, um, <laughs> I was really embarrassed by it. And um, especially when it happened with like, because I say on the CD that the first time it happened to me, I was using a vibrator mm -hmm. and it was the first time I'd ever used a vibrator. So I was like shocked and didn't know what it was and was like, yeah, it was and it was, this alarming. is all part of like my sexual awakening. Um, you know, when I got divorced and I was like, cause I'd been with the same guy for 10 years, I had lost my virginity to him. And so in my early thirties, I was having this like huge, like, you know, sexual revolution. And <laughs> so that was part of it. And, um, but then it would happen with guys and I was like kind of embarrassed by it, but also like guys seem to like it. So I was like, Oh, I guess it's fine. You know? <laughs> well, they know you're not faking. And that's, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's like, uh, but I had um, somebody, which I don't really want to get too much into it, but somebody um, sort of shamed me. A, a guy shamed me about it. And so I felt um, like it it just like bugged me. And then finally, like that that really hurt me. And I, so I had all these like emotions wrapped up into it, the whole topic. And so I remember it was, I think, um, it could have been, I think it might have been, there's a show in New York called 51st Jokes. Mm -hmm. and I it's, love that on, on New Year's Day. Yeah, yeah New Year's or the, right around New Year's, they do a big comedy show and like 50 comedians come and do like their first joke of the year and it's supposed to be a new joke. Supposed to be. Some comedians cheat <laughs> and do something they've been, you know, the definition of new joke is um, very loose. Yeah. But um, But I would always do something brand new and I got up there and I just said, I just told the story and it almost... Is, that's an example of like where my writing process was like just it simmered within me for a long time. And then the first time I told it on stage, it was almost perfect. It's almost the same exact joke than the as the first time I, I told the story. It's it's, it's yeah. evolved somewhat, but it like um, incubates and then <laughs> but it crushed so hard. And it was such a like it was such a redeeming moment that like people loved this story and they were like really supporting me and laughing and clapping and like, you know. Yeah, you took and, it back. <laughs> yeah, I reclaimed it and and I didn't feel um, so, so much shame over it anymore. But then over time, that joke has been, I've gone up and down with it. It's like, 
because you can't do that joke in front of certain audiences. Like some people just, they get really uncomfortable. Like, and if it's an older audience, I mean, it's actually, I will say older women love that joke because I feel like older women ha- have figured that stuff out. Well, it also and it doesn't get talked about and pe- it's, I'm oh, assuming it's been happening for a long time. Yes, thousands of years. <laughs> thousands of years. Some people really, um, I mean, and it's also my comfort level because it's so intimate. It's so yeah. personal and I'm revealing it. And um, it's not something that's been talked about very much publicly. And so in general, and so, um, some audiences don't even know what I'm talking about. Like, right. uh, well, the men do because uh, yeah, of porn and of stuff. Yeah, because of porn, yeah. But like, you know, so just I can't do I it. I feel like guys would have yeah. liked the joke more almost than women. Not yeah, I get women, I get like, varied reactions, you know. Yeah. And and also, you know, when I would do it in local shows, you know, where you're when, when I'm not headlining and I'm on a lineup with other comedians, it just, there are points where I'm like, I have to be in a certain mood to do that joke because it brings a lot of shit I don't really enjoy dealing with. So yeah, people to talk to me about it afterwards. It. It's the other comedians, their okay. reaction, the men, male comedians reaction to it sometimes okay, really bothers imagine, me. Yeah. So like guaranteed if I'm on a show and I do that joke and it's a, it's not, I'm not headlining. So like someone's following me guaranteed if it's a male comedian, he has to make a comment about it. He, oh, it's like, like start a set with it. Yeah, he can't not bring it up. Like, so it'll be like, oh, Sarah Schaefer, you know, like, you know. That's kind of shitty. And I'm just like, you know, I understand they're trying to transition, but like, you don't normally do that. Like, I just. Right, they kind of like have to put in their two cents. Yeah, like, you know, whoever follows me has to, you know, like mention something about it. And I'm just like, can you just not? Like, can I just have <laughs> this, you know? Um, uh, but then, you know, I always get questions about it. Like, right. you know, so like I'm some sort you? of like unicorn, you know, <laughs> like, um, like I actually think it's way more common than, yeah, no male comedians ask me about it backstage. Like, so like what happened, you know, like, <laughs> or I love it. Like, you know, like there's oh, this like whole, you, yeah. Not, it, yeah, I do get hit on from that joke, but, but just in general, I think male, um, female comedians once in a while get hit on. I don't think it's constant, but yeah. I think you get once in a while you'll get somebody after a show kind of being like, "What are you up to now?" You know, that happened to me yeah. last night. What are you where are you off to next? And I just took that <laughs> as like, "Oh, I'm going to Seattle." Like, <laughs> yeah. Got plans for the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Okay." And then they like I made a joke last night at this show about cocaine and he was like, "So yeah, like I was wondering, do you actually know where the cocaine is?" And I was like, "No, uh. I was joking. I'm not doing cocaine with you." <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Um, do you think it's like a bad idea for female comics to date male comics? I am currently dating one. Um, for f- I've been dating him for five years, and it's going really well. But he's transitioned out of stand-up. So maybe I like that's the way why. you put that. He's transitioning out of it. Like. Well, the reason <laughs> is because he's becoming a dir- He's a director. Oh, and, okay. And he wants to get back into stand-up, but he kind of put it on the back burner because he was really – it was like the directing thing was taking off. And um, – mm. He's, I think he's super funny, but, um, I think he's really, really brilliant at directing and because he understands comedy, he's like really great to comedians love working with him on stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely dated comedians prior to him and, um, the guy I was with for that long period and was married to, um, was a funny guy. He wasn't a comedian, a stand-up comedian, he was like a Mm -hmm. funny writer and I've just been through all the different variations of like how that can be a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, one, it can be, it depends on the type of comedian, you know, like that's my thing. You should never have a rule. Right. Like, yeah. cause you never don't close yourself off to certain people. Like always be open, but pr- be protective of yourself because this is the, the harsh lesson I learned, which is, Oh, right. Every other stand up comedian is my coworker. And so you are right. hooking up with a coworker and you're going to have to deal. You're going to see that person. So that's the thing that's I think comedians like you just never know where people's careers are going to go. And right. like you might be dating a guy that you think is a complete loser and he, you know, treated you like garbage and then you break up and you're like, well, maybe I'll run into him a couple times over at whatever bar show. No, he's going to become incredibly famous <laughs> and you're going to see his face like everywhere in the subway and like. You know, that's what you have to count on. You have to count. And that's also like, you know, in terms of treating people with respect, like, you know, don't go around being like if whether you're a guy or girl, don't go around breaking people's hearts and misleading people because those people might you might actually need them one day. I think that's such a (laughs) not to be mercenary. But no, yeah, no, I think that but like it's a great sort of advice is like treat the person you're dating or your ex as someone who could potentially be really famous. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, be careful, yeah. you know, cause like, I mean, I definitely got into situations with guys that I knew were bad for me, mm-hmm. but I did it anyway. Not thinking this, this is going to be really hard. It's going to be hard for me to get over it. Cause he's going to be everywhere. Right. And you know, you have to, you have to think that through. You're like um, seeing them on billboards and stuff. Yeah. It's like when you, you know, I was, definitely going through this heyday of like hooking up with as many people as I could. And like, luckily I kept the, you know, I definitely had like a backlog of people I'd been waiting, like that had been waiting for me. Oh, from when you, before. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, it was like suddenly (laughs) I was available and it was like, line up boys. (laughs) Um, That was really fun. Um, but it was also like, um, I'm glad I, I'm really glad I wasn't available for almost the entire first eight years of my career because I wasn't distracted by that stuff. Right. Yeah. That could be helpful. And it, it wasn't part of the equation. And I think you can get into trouble sometimes, especially if you're new in comedy guy or girl where you might, someone could start helping you with your career because they have ulterior motives. Like they want to sleep with you or something. And then you don't know if you got booked on that show because like I remember this happened very early on when I started out, a guy booked me on his show and I went and performed. And then the next day I got an email from him saying, um, you know, do you want to go on a date? You know? And I had to say, no, I have a boyfriend, you know, but he waited to ask you after you did the show. Yeah. But so there was this like, Oh, that must be something that you deal with a lot. If you're a single girl just starting out, like once you're established, you're in control, but that's when you're first starting though, yeah. out, I think that it can be tempting to use your sexuality to try and get ahead. And I'm not saying like women sleep their way to the top in this business. I mean, honestly, if you are going to try and do that, that's just as hard work yeah. as <laughs> actually doing comedy. Like, because you can't fake it. But like, do you know how hard it is to yeah. like 
sleep your way to the top. Like that's a <laughs> fucking a commitment. You have to find out where the powerful guys are. You have to become a part of their scene. You have to hook up with them. You have to get to the point where they're going to help you. It's not really a shortcut. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not at all. It's like if that's what you want to sp- – because dating is a time-consuming endeavor, yeah. you know, and you have to like stay out late and you can't – you know, like it's a lot. So like if that's how you want to do it, I'm not going to fucking judge you. Do what you got to do. But for me personally, I want to know that I got somewhere because of my hard work and my talent and my ideas. And I don't want to think, you know, anytime I've dated a guy that's like above me in this business, I'm I refuse their help. Like if they try, you know, I'm like, no, I can't. Like, I don't want people to think the reason I got that was because of you. Um, and it's hard because there are less women in the scene and the guys, when they help each other out, it's known, mm-hmm. it's just like a friendly thing. Mm-hmm. But then if, if it's not a woman helping you out, if it is a guy, you have to like, always kind of like, Oh, they, people yourself. assume that you're sleeping with the person anyway. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I've been thinking a, a lot lately about how, what this business does to women and how it makes us hate each other. And, um, I mean, sexism and the patriarchy and all that stuff in general (laughs) turns women against each other but there is a lot of competition Um, between women yeah and but it's unnecessary and it's Mm -hmm. like there's room uh, i mean it's 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 unnecessary but it's also a reality like you are competing for you know if you look at the history of like for instance um you know certain specials or certain um, you know, on writing staffs, on late night shows, right. you know, there is there a history. No women, yeah. Don't try to deny it. People yeah. try to act like this isn't true. And I'm just yeah. like, there's a certain number of women that are allowed through the door for certain things. Other things, there's no rules and like, it's great. But for a long time, there are a certain number of women allowed to do certain number, uh, certain things in this business and yeah. the things that we all want, you know, a certain spot on a certain network, a, a spot in a late night writing staff, there's a lot of times a token one or two women. And if you look at the history, that is the the ratio. It's not even um, the history. It's the present right now. Oh, and it's the present. Yeah. yeah like it, basically each staff has about like each late night staff right now has about 12 people on it. And at the average women is like two or one. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so those those types of and those are just examples. It's, it's all across, you know, the board. But yeah. um, and what that in that ratio may have. I'm going to call bullshit on that, but, but let's like play devil's advocate. That ratio may have been a true reflection of how many women were actually out there doing it 20 years ago, 30, 40 years ago. Yeah. But now no effing way. Like there are (laughs) way, (laughs) way more women doing comedy now than that number. And so what it's created is sort of a like bottleneck. So like when you're, you got to get in line and you have to wait for your turn as the woman to get through that door. And people try to pretend that's not what's happening. And I'm like, it is happening. <laughs> and when, whenever a girl, especially whenever a woman is like, she's like, whenever I hear a female comedian be like, oh, I don't experience sexism in this business. I've, I've never noticed anything. I'm like thinking, you know, with one girl that I know said that, said something along those lines. Right. Like she, and she, she sort of downplays it because I think that comes from it. And it's usually from younger it's usually from I've noticed there's sort of an evolution with female comedians in their like in their knowledge of the of all of this stuff. It depends on the woman, but um, that you go through a phase of where you're afraid you're you're getting a little bit of success, you're starting to get some heat around you, mm-hmm. and you're being accepted into the boys' club, and so you start denying 
um, anything about sexism. Like, I'm cool, I'm cool. Yeah, no, no, I'm not gonna <laughs> complain. No, no, because you don't want to lose your position. <laughs> and then you get to a point where you're secure enough, and you start. You're able to speak out loud about these things because mm-hmm. you don't. You're not threatened by it anymore, and you're fine. But there's that sophomoric stage where you're like, no, 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 that doesn't yeah. affect me. <laughs> um, so there's one woman who I felt like she was kind of in that mode, and um, I'm looking at her and I'm like, I have heard a story about you that you don't even know. Like I heard a male gatekeeper booker in this industry say something about you. That was one of the most sexist things I've ever heard. And it kept you from getting into that thing. And you don't even know. And it was all based on your looks. Like, like, did you tell her that? No, because I don't want to like yeah. it would, but I think that would just hurt her. I don't. Yeah. Think, so you think I don't it's think, better not to know that kind of thing? Like, I mean, it's if hard. somebody had said, yeah, I mean, well, like, okay, so for it. instance, yeah. I think of what I would want. Also, I'm not that close to her. I don't, and also it was yeah, totally. not my business to be telling that guy. Like, I heard it through. Oh yeah, you totally, know what I mean. Totally, it's one yeah. of those situations where it's like to insert myself into this situation would be a very it's a big mistake. Deliberate choice, and all yeah. I'd be doing is causing her pain. <laughs> of course, yeah, and she'll learn that lesson soon enough. But like, that's when whenever a woman is saying like, "Well, sexism doesn't affect me," and I'm like, "You just haven't noticed it yet." Mm-hmm. You open your eyes, you know, like, yeah. you know, when you should just you know, assume that it's there. I mean, I wish like there was a re- a time recently that I was backstage at a show with a lot of my peers and they were all men. And some of them are like really doing really well. And I felt like it was the first time that I was being treated as if I was just one of them. And I was like, I've made it. You know, there was this moment where I was like, they're talking like regular guys. It's as simple as that. Like, yeah, I've, I was like, you know, like, but it was also really uncomfortable. I was like, oh, like, I'm now seeing how they actually talk when there are no women around. Interesting. And so you feel kind of like on the inside. Yeah, I was like, like a, in the end, I was embedded yeah. um, <laughs> with the enemy. Yeah. No, <laughs> not the enemy at all. I mean, these are my, Just like, kidding. a lot of these guys are my friends. So totally, like, yeah. But, but it mean, was the first time that I really felt like, oh, they're not like hush hushing or changing their behavior because mm-hmm. I'm in the room because now they know me enough. I'm, I'm known to them enough now that they trust me. And I was like, that is a positive thing. I like that. I like that these people, my peers and people I admire and my friends like me and they aren't going to change their behavior around me. But what I witnessed was some pretty sexist conversations about other female comedians and I was like I was like this is what's happening oh my god so do you think that they were talking about that stuff more because you were there or just no, because no. they were and sort I, of I could tell there was a moment where one of them was like maybe we should back up off of this because Sarah's in the room you know like yeah. I could feel it you know but it, and it was um interesting because I, I mean it and it was just it was just they were just being funny but I was like yeah. oh wow like that's the thing is like you don't know I don't know. There's just sometimes you just see I've just started to like be wary. So Mm -hmm. like sometimes I'll see or hear something that a male comedian or even a female comedian says. And then I go red flag in my head. I'm like, this is a red flag. This person may not be my ally. You know, they may not be my friend behind closed doors. You know, and those those are all things you have to navigate if you're in in any business, in any work. I mean, like, there's always going to be shit talking, especially in comics. And I do (laughs) shit talking, but, like, I think, you know, I I hope that I don't do it in a way that's, like, you know, just... For no reason. Yeah. You know, usually if I'm shit talking, it's because that person hurt me. Yeah. And I'm venting about it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, um, but yeah. It's crazy. Like, um, 
Yeah, I mean, it is sort of like a marketing problem, too. I feel like sometimes with just like, like you were talking about the gatekeeping and how there's like a bottleneck, it seems mm-hmm. like, because there just aren't as many things being created. Yeah. Um, it's just like, if it's almost like it's just too risky, you know, which is so, like, which is bullshit because yeah. 50% of the population is are women. Like, yeah. But, um, yeah, gatekeepers, um, not all of them, but but some of them, and, and and you know your network executives, your development executives, they have a very specific idea of what their audience wants, mm-hmm. and they are risk averse, so they don't want to put something in front of their audience because you know making a television show or whatever is very expensive, and you know they yeah. don't want to waste that money, so they're like, I'm not going to risk it. Um, but when they, but the thing is the best TV is when they take risks. I mean, like, you know, um, Tommy central is doing some amazing female programming right now that is like beloved, you know? Um, and I think it's worked for them and hopefully they've, but hopefully they're not like, well, we're done. (laughs) We did it. Cross it off the list, you know? (laughs) And it's like, you know, I hope that they keep opening that door, just inching it open because yeah. they've found that the only their male audience, their predominantly young male audience does enjoy seeing just like I will go and watch a movie with all men in it and have no problem. Yeah, exactly. I mean, sometimes, yeah, there's too many explosions. Yeah. I don't need all that <laughs> in my life. But but yeah, I yeah. feel like sometimes the st- status quo is is just male and we are all expected to enjoy male entertainment. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, and I'm talking like I'm not talking like you know, you and I are supposed to sit down and watch Sports Center. Clearly, that's for a specific demographic, and yeah, many but, women do like Sports Center. But, yeah. but I would say, you know, The Daily Show is not a male show, right? You know, but it's fronted by mostly men, and we accept it and enjoy it. And I, but I feel like that doesn't go both ways. So, like, they would never if if you present an idea to someone that's like, you know, um this is a show and it's mostly women are the front of it. It could be the same show as the daily show, but they would go, Oh, that's too female. You know, that's yeah. too, that's men aren't going to like that. And it's like, well, why are you, what makes you think that, you know, like, it almost <laughs> makes you wish you could just like remove all pronouns from the pitch. Isn't, and just isn't like, Denmark or Sweden doing that? <laughs> anyway, um, they're, they're, they've made a new like pronoun. Like a unisex pronoun. Yeah, yes. They've, um, I think it might be Sweden. I'm not sure, but they're, I think I heard that too. Yeah. They yeah. put it, they've created a pronoun that's gender neutral so. and they're starting to incorporate, trying to incorporate it into, into situations where gender is not supposed to be right, yeah. an issue. That's smart. which is like phenomenal yeah. I mean, i'm just like that's then you're crazy just at the idea mm-hmm. i was pretty bummed that they didn't choose a woman for the daily show host um yeah I, that bummed me out too yeah I'm i mean like i don't lie. think that yeah. they made a mistake or anything no exactly that, I just people bummed. think that you're insulting <laughs> like, wow. this is one thing too every time you make any sort of public statement i mean anytime <laughs> you make a public uh, voice your opinion as a woman you get shit on on the internet but of course yeah but um anytime i've ever made a, um some statement like that i get people being like you know so which talented men would you replace and i'm like uh. <laughs> god you know it's like maybe they need to get in line like you know we're yeah. all in line you know like to get our chance and um why is it that we're favoring it in, you know towards men you know yeah. it's like um, but yeah, so to say that I'm disappointed that it's not a woman is not to disparage like James Corden or Trevor Noah or, the, or you know, anybody's well, talent. Well, it's also just, yeah, the last three big staffing, you know, late yeah. show, late, late show, daily it's show. It's a missed it's opportunity. It's all been guys, yeah. So it's, 
But you know, I, I had a conversation recently with someone who was saying, um, and, and I actually had thought this myself previous to hearing this. So I was like, oh, that's, I'm not wrong in thinking that, which is when, it, when they first announced it, you know, I loved like thinking about this stuff. So I'm like, who could it be? I'm like, they've got Samantha B. They've got Kristen Shaw. Well, Kristen Shaw's off on her own. Yeah, she has her own. She's, yeah. she's um, doing, she's killing it, you know, acting and being in sitcoms and, you know, she's like got her thing going on. And Samantha B. Um, I was like, I feel like she should do it, you know, but she's been, um, then she, she got the TBS show. Yeah. She's moved yeah. over to TBS, which is exactly what she should. I mean, who knows what happened behind closed doors? Maybe comedy central said to her, no. And yeah, then she was know. like, fuck you. I'm going to TBS. Yeah. Like <laughs> who knows? I mean, like, yeah, I love, I mean, who am I to speculate on this? Amazing. But yeah. like, but then, you know, they've got Jessica Williams and Jessica Williams said, you know, um, not for me, not for me. I'm not ready yet, which I thought was a really, um, amazing brave thing to say yeah. out loud to people. And, and, um, she handled that very well. Um, but you know, when they start naming names of people and it's like, I'm thinking about like, I'm, I don't think that I would ever be picked cause I'm not, they want someone who is either within their ranks or they want someone who is a name from outside. Right. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. So I'm not big of enough of a name to, if I had been, if I had gotten, to, I've, I've, gotten somewhat close to getting correspondent a couple times like not not like it wasn't between me and one other person like I didn't get to that level but I I was in the running a couple right, times yeah. I was on a short that list makes sense, yeah. which is really exciting that I even got to that but I mean over the past like you know five years mm-hmm. so um and let's say I had gotten correspondent like five years ago and I had been there and killing it I think I'm 36 right now I think I would have been someone in that running, in the mm. running for it. I could have been if things had gone differently in my career. Right. Um, so I'm thinking, the reason I bring that up is because I was thinking like, if it wasn't me, like who are my peers? Who who amongst my direct peers would go and, and get that? Yeah. And there, uh, what I realized is that there's very few female comedians at my level or above who went down the political path of comedy. Yeah, that's true. There like, aren't really that many... Who name name like like well Sarah Silverman not really but she doesn't but she's evolved into that you know yeah Yeah, she's evolved into that she was you know and now you know she's her stand up is still the same yeah yeah but like she's yeah exactly like so someone like her but like who else you know it's (laughs) it's funny the first the other person that comes to mind immediately is Liz Winstead who created the Daily Show yeah exactly that would have been cool if they just were like here you can have it back like well yeah I mean she's um. But she's not known as well as, like, say, the people they were talking about were, were like, you know, huge, like Tina Fey, you know, like. Hey, Tina Fey's not going to come host the Daily Show. Like, come on, people. Like, I hate, it's okay to fantasize about who you want being in that spot. I have no. Is it weird? I kind of see it almost like a, I almost see it as like a retirement. You know what I mean? Like, if, if, like, a bigger person were to do it, it'd be like, well, I'm coming home to just. Settling in. Settling down. But the thing is, it is a lot (laughs) of work, though. So, you know, I feel like, you know, I don't know. For me, it's like, I and the reason I say all of that is because women are discouraged from um, that that field. You know, we we don't have a lot of role models to look up to. We don't that that have you know um, that we can you know there is no female John Stewart, and yeah. so it's like who you know so the, it, we're discouraged from it. I'm telling you, we are so discouraged from it. I mean, I'm well, told I mean, all the yeah. time that my stuff is too 
you know, it's, oh, you're, it's too much. Like I just recently got like a feedback or like about a stand-up set that was just like, it's just too one note. It's too much about body image stuff. And I'm like, well, what the hell? Like everybody's doing one note, what? you know, like, so yeah, that's strange. I, I think, and um, also now going into an election year, like you just reminded me, I'm like, yeah. who would be like, it seems like it would be a great time for more political, co- you know, comics to kind of come out of the woodwork. But yeah. And those, I think those, women. those comedians are now rising, you know, there, there's people, there's women who are doing that type of stuff and they're on their way. And I have every intention of making something like that happen. Hint, hint. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, I can't talk about it yet, but anyway, I feel like, um, there hasn't been enough incubation and, you know, but but at the same time, was John Stewart like Mr. Political? No, he, I mean he he was back then was he was not. very intelligent, you know, yeah. and he definitely deserved that role. But like he made that show, so how not? Why not bring a woman in and take a risk and let her run with it? You know, yeah. and that, that's to me the disappointing part yeah. is like, you know, and I think that um. Same thing with the late night shows, you know, like I, I Patton Oswalt just did this long long interview with Salon, which I don't really want to get into it, but <laughs> Yeah, it was quite a quite one, a one thing he said that I know he meant well, but it irritated me was he was like women um shouldn't like he's like, why don't women he 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 was kind of complaining about people complaining about the lack of women in late night. He was like, oh, why do you complain about that? You know, he's like, women are already killing it for themselves. You know, and he mentions Amy Schumer and Broad City. And he's like, yeah, women, you would you shouldn't even want that. It's a dying form. And it's like, don't tell me not to <laughs> want the thing. You know, it's also it's a like dying a staple of comedy. And people forever. are making bank off it. What yeah. you're telling me not to want to be the best. You're you're pushing me down. You're saying, oh, you don't want this cookie. Yeah. <laughs> that I'm devouring and becoming famous off of. No, you don't want it. It's yeah. disgusting. You don't want this cookie as you like, as it melts in your mouth and you have crumbs yeah. dribbling down your neck. Like, you it know, it's patronizing. Yeah. It's patronizing. And, 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 and it's also, it, maybe the form is dead because it's the same fucking person hosting <laughs> it. Maybe they need to put somebody new Good in there, point. take a risk and you will be rewarded. I mean, when yeah. Tina and Amy co-hosted Golden Globes, not only are they brilliant, you know, yeah. and they're hilarious, but we lap it up. It's the most fun because they're doing something different. You know, mm-hmm. they're bringing a different point of view into a space that has traditionally been a white man. And they they can get up there and say things that a man could not. They can play Mary Fuck Kill yeah. with male celebrities. Like, that's hilarious. Yeah, if, if guys did that, it would be It would be creepy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, like, and... and and so to me, it's like, yeah, I want it to be a woman. I mean, yeah. you know, and I think it'll happen eventually. But yeah. like um, someone told me one time, oh, it'll change. Uh, this was a gatekeeper that I was speaking to about booking mm-hmm. um, and how I thought that he should increase his women in his lineup. I don't, I don't want to say who it was. There's a lot of me being like, I don't want to say who it was. Yeah. But <laughs> Um, he was talking about that. And he, one of the things he said among many really ridiculous things was, um, that he's like, this will all change after we're dead. <laughs> what? Just like, uh, try. Just, like <laughs> just try. Like you could, I was like, you could put 
10% more women on your lineup. Yeah. And you would make no, no one would care. I'd be like, how much longer do you plan to live? Because <laughs> and he, he actually said it was morally wrong to let more women on because it wouldn't be fair to the men. Because it, because he That's believed. That's like what people say about like affirmative action. Yes, he was talking about affirmative action. He's like, yeah. I don't believe in affirmative action, even though in the same sentence he admitted that it's how he got into college because he's like part Hispanic. <laughs> And I was like, first of all, what you just said was fucking ridiculous. Like oh the whole God. thing almost made my head explode. But yeah, anyway, that's horrible. You know, I was my my bottom line point with all that was just basically that the ratio is higher than what people it's people are relying on a lazy old ratio that's and just keeping the status quo and not yeah. really trying to push more women through that are ready. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the thing. I have this list on my website of just every single female comedian, literally everyone. Oh, that's like, great. And I keep adding to it. It's pro- I think it's like 500 names Just now. Just so then people are like, show yeah. me a funny woman. You're like, here's 500. Well, when they say there aren't any, there aren't that many, I'm like, yeah. you're you're stupid. Go look at this list. And they'll be like, well, I don't know which ones of those are funny. And I'm like, isn't it your job? Yeah. Like, if you're the scout, like, it's your job to research this list, not mine. I'm yeah. the comedian. I'm not supposed to, because that's what happens a lot of times is the scouts will go, well, who's funny? Tell me who's funny. no. You need to yeah. go and do the research. Like so I d- made a list for you. Now you go Google all those people. Yeah, <laughs> YouTube it. Yeah. Oh man, more we- more women all around. That's what we. That would be great. I would yeah, love that. Totally. <laughs> I would love that too. I guess we should wrap it up. But oh my um, gosh, I really really yapped away. No, Sorry that was that. great though. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And your album is called Chrysalis, Mm -hmm. and it's out now on iTunes or coming out? iTunes, it's on Amazon. I think soon on Amazon you'll actually be able to get a CD if you're, you know, if you still got your disc man. (laughs) 